Exodus 1, the first chapter on the first week of reading through Exodus, this time from the Shocken Bible, Everett Fox. Now these are the names of the children of Israel coming to Egypt. With Yaakov, each man and his household, they came. Reuben, Shimon, Levi and Yehuda, Yisachar, Zebulun, and Binyamin, Dan and Naphtali, Gad and Asher. So all the persons that was issuing from Yaakov's loins were seventy persons. Yosef was already in Egypt. And Joseph died, and all his brothers, and all that generation. Yet the children of Israel bore fruit. They swarmed. They became many. They grew mighty in number. Exceedingly, yes, exceedingly, the land filled up with them. Now a new king arose over Egypt, who had not known Yosef. He said to his people, Here, his people, the children of Israel, is many more and mightier in number than we. Come now. Let us use our wits against it, lest it become many more. And then, if war should occur, it too be added to our enemies, and make war upon us, or go up away from the land. So they set gang captains over it, to afflict it with their burdens. It built storage cities for Pharaoh, Petom and Ramses. But as they afflicted it, so did it become many, so did it burst forth, and they felt dread before the children of Israel. So they, Egypt, made the children of Israel subservient, with crushing labor. They embittered their lives with hard servitude, in loam and in bricks, and with all kinds of servitude in the field and their service in which they made them subservient with crushing labor. Now the king of Egypt said to the midwives of the Hebrews, the name of the first one was Shifra, the name of the second was Puah. He said, when you help the Hebrew women giving birth, see the supporting stones. If he be a son, put him to death. But if she be a daughter, she may live. But when the midwives held God in awe, they did not do as the king of Egypt had spoken to them. They let the male children live. The king of Egypt called for the midwives and said to them, Why have you done this thing? You have let the children live. The midwives said to Pharaoh, Indeed, not like the Egyptian women are the Hebrew women. Indeed, they are lively. Before the midwife comes to them, they have given birth. God dealt well with the midwives, and the people became many and grew exceedingly mighty in number. It was since the midwives held God in awe that he made them households. Now Pharaoh commanded all his people, saying, Every son that is born, throw him into the Nile. But let every daughter live. So ends chapter 1.
from the Shokan Bible. Chapter 2 from the Shokan Bible. In a reading of Exodus, the second day, this the second day of reading, Thursday, in the week one. Here we go. A man from the house of Levi went and took to wife a daughter of Levi. The woman became pregnant and bore a son. When she saw him, that he was goodly, she hid him for three months. And when she, when she was no longer able to hide him, she took for him a little ark of papyrus. She loamed it with loam and with pitch, placed the child in it, and placed it in the reeds by the shore of the Nile. And his sister stationed herself far off to know what would be done to him. Pharaoh's daughter went down to bathe at the Nile, while her girls were walking along the Nile. She saw the little ark among the reeds, and sent her maid, and she fetched it. She opened it, and saw him, the child, here, a boy, weeping. She pitied him, and she said, One of the Hebrews' children is this. Now his sister said to Pharaoh's daughter, Shall I go and call a nursing woman from the Hebrews for you, that she may nurse the child for you? Pharaoh's daughter said to her, Go. And the maiden went and called the child's mother. Pharaoh's daughter said to her, Have this child go with you and nurse him for me, and I myself will give you your wages. So the woman took the child and she nursed him. The child grew. She brought him to Pharaoh's daughter, and he became her son. And she called his name Moshe, he who pulls out. She said, For out of the water, Meshituhu, I pulled him. Now it was some years later Moshe grew up. He went out to his brothers and saw their burdens. He saw an Egyptian man striking a Hebrew man, one of his brothers. He turned this way and that way, and seeing that there was no man there, he struck down the Egyptian and buried him in the sand. He went out again on the next day and here two Hebrew men scuffling. He said to the guilty one, for what reason do you strike your fellow? He said, Who made you prince and judge over us? Do you mean to kill me as you killed the Egyptian? Moshe became afraid and said, Surely the matter is known. Pharaoh heard of this matter and sought to kill Moshe. But Moshe fled from Pharaoh's face and settled in the land of Midian. He sat down by a well. Now the priest of Midian had seven daughters. They came and they drew water and they filled the troughs to give drink to their father's sheep. 
shepherds came and drove them away. But Moshe rose up. He delivered them and gave drink to their sheep. When they came home to Ruel, their father, he said, Why have you come home so quickly today? They said, An Egyptian man rescued us from the land of the and the shepherds. And also he drew, yes, drew for us, and watered the sheep. He said to his daughters, So where is he? For what reason, then, have you left the man behind? Call him, that he may eat bread with us. Moshe agreed to settle down with the man, and he gave Zipporah his daughter to Moshe. She gave birth to a son, and he called his name Gershom, sojourner there. For he said, A sojourner have I become in a foreign land. It was many years later, the king of Egypt died. The children of Israel groaned from the servitude, and they cried out, and their plea for help went up to God from the servitude. God hearkened to their moaning. God called to mind his covenant with Abraham, with Yitzhak, and with Yaakov. God saw the children of Israel. God knew so ends the second chapter of Exodus, reading from the Shokan Bible. Exodus, chapter 3, for Friday of week 1, reading from the Shokan Bible. Now Moshe was shepherding the flock of Yitro, his father-in-law, priest of Midian, he led the flock behind the wilderness, and he came to the mountain of God, to Horeb. And Yahweh's messenger was seen by him in the flame of a fire out of the midst of a bush. He saw, here, the bush is burning with fire, and the bush is not consumed. Moshe said, Now let me turn aside, that I may see this great sight, why the bush does not burn up. When Yahweh saw that he had turned aside to see, God called to him out of the midst of the bush. He said, Moshe, Moshe. He said, Here I am. He said, Do not come near to here. Put off your sandal from your foot, for the place on which you stand it is holy ground. And he said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Yitzhak, and the God of Yaakov. Moshe concealed his face, for he was afraid to gaze upon God. And Yahweh said, I have seen, yes, seen the affliction of my people that is in Egypt. Their cry have I heard in the face of their slave drivers. Indeed, I have known their sufferings. So I have come down to rescue it from the hand of Egypt, to bring it up from that land, to a land goodly and spacious, to a land flowing with milk and honey, to the place of the Canaanite and the Hittite, of the Amorite and the Perizzite, of the Hivite and the Jebusite.
So now, hear the cry of the children of Israel has come to me. And I have also seen the oppression with which the Egyptians oppressed them. So now, go, for I send you to Pharaoh. Bring my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. Moshe said to God, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh, that I should bring the children of Israel out of Egypt? He said, Indeed, I will be there with you. And this is the sign for you that I myself have sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you will all serve God by this mountain. Moshe said to God, Here I will come to the children of Israel, and I will say to them, The God of your fathers has sent me to you, and they will say to me, What is his name? What shall I say to them? God said to Moshe, Eya, Asher, Eya. I will be there, howsoever I will be there. And he said, Thus shall you say to the children of Israel, Eye, I will be there, sends me to you. And God said forward, further to Moshe, Thus shall you say to the children of Israel, Yahweh, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Yitzhak, the God of Yaakov, sends me to you. That is my name for the ages that is my title from generation to generation go gather the elders of Israel and say to them Yahweh the God of your fathers has been seen by me the God of Abraham of Yitzhak and of Yaakov saying I have taken account yes account of you and what is being done to you in Egypt and I have declared I will bring you up from the affliction of Egypt to the land of the Canaanite and of the Hittite, of the Amorite and of the Parasite, of the Hivite and of the Jebusite, to a land flowing with milk and honey. They will hearken to your voice, and you will come, you and the elders of Israel, to the king of Egypt, and say to him, Yahweh, the God of the Hebrews, has met with us. So now, Pray let us go three days' journey into the wilderness, and let us slaughter offerings to Yahweh our God. But I, I know that the king of Egypt will not give you leave to go, not even under a strong hand. So I will set forth my hand, and I will strike Egypt with all my wonders, which I will do in its midst. After that, he will send you free. And I will give this people favor in the eyes of Egypt. It will be that when you go, you shall not go empty-handed. Each woman shall ask of her neighbor and of the sojourner in her house objects of silver and objects of gold and clothing. You shall put them on your sons and on your daughters. So shall you strip Egypt. So ends chapter 3 of Exodus in the Shokin translation. Chapter 4 of Exodus.
in the Shokan translation, scheduled for Saturday of the first week of Reading Exodus in 2016. Moshe spoke up, he said, but they will not trust me and will not hearken to my voice. Indeed, they will say, Yahweh has not been seen by you. Yahweh said to him, What is that in your hand? He said, A staff. He said, Throw it on the ground. He threw it on the ground, and it became a snake. And Moshe fled from its face. Yahweh said to Moshe, Send forth your hand. Seize it by its tail. He sent forth his hand, took hold of it, and it became a staff in his fist. So that they may trust that Yahweh, the God of their fathers, the God of Avraham, the God of Yitzhak, and the God of Yaakov, has been seen by you. Yahweh said further to him, Pray, put your hand in your bosom. He put his hand in his bosom, and then he took it out, and here his hand had Tzalrat like snow. Then he said, Return your hand to your bosom. He returned his hand to his bosom, then he took it out of his bosom, and here it had returned to be like his other flesh. So it shall be. If they do not trust you, then do not hearken to the voice of the former sign, that they will put their trust in the voice of the latter sign. And it shall be, if they do not put their trust in even these two signs, and do not hearken to your voice, then take some water out of the Nile, pour it out on the dry land, and the water that you take from the Nile will become blood on the dry land. Moshe said to Yahweh, Please, my lord, no man of words am I. Not from yesterday, not from the day before, not even since you have spoken to your servant. For heavy of mouth and heavy of tongue am I. Yahweh said to him, Who placed the mouth in human beings? Or who is it that makes one mute or deaf or open-eyed or blind? Is it not I, Yahweh? So now, go. I myself will be there with your mouth. I will instruct you as to what you are to speak. But, he said, please, my lord, pray send by whose hand you will send. Yahweh's anger flared up against Moshe. He said, is there not a har on your brother, the Levite? I know that he can speak. Yes, speak well. And here he is even going out to meet you. When he sees you, he will rejoice in his heart. You shall speak to him. You shall put the words in his mouth. I myself will be there with your mouth and with his mouth, and will instruct you as to what you shall do. He shall speak for you to the people. He, he shall be for you a mouth, and you, you shall be for him a God. And this staff, take in your hands, with which you shall do the signs. Moshe went and returned to Yitro, his father-in-law, and said to him, Pray let me go and return to my brothers that are in Egypt, that I may see whether they are still alive.
And Yitro said to Moshe, Go in peace. Now Yahweh said to Moshe and Midian, Go, return to Egypt, for all the men who sought to take your life have died. So Moshe took his wife and his sons and mounted them upon a donkey to return to the land of Egypt. And Moshe took the staff of God in his hand. Yahweh said to Moshe, When you go to return to Egypt, see all the portents that I have put in your hand you are to do before Pharaoh. But I will make his heart strong-willed so that he will not set the people free. Then you are to say to Pharaoh, Thus says Yahweh, my son, my firstborn is Israel. I said to you, Send free my son, that he may serve me. But you have refused to send him free. So here I will kill your son, your firstborn. Now it was on the journey at the night camp that Yahweh encountered him and sought to make him die. Zipporah took a flint and cut off her son's foreskin. She touched it to his legs and said, Indeed, a bridegroom of blood are you to me. Thereupon he released him. Then she said, Bridegroom of blood upon the circumcision cuttings. Now Yahweh said to Aharon, Go meet Moshe in the wilderness. He went, he encountered him at the mountain of God, and he kissed him. And Moshe told Aharon of all Yahweh's words with which he had sent him, and all the signs with which he had charged him. Moshe and Aharon went, and they gathered all the elders of the children of Israel. And Aharon spoke all the words to which Yahweh had spoken to Moshe. He did the signs before the people's eyes. The people trusted. They hearkened that Yahweh had taken account of the children of Israel, and he had seen their affliction. And they bowed low and did homage. So ends the fourth chapter. So ends the first week of us reading Exodus in 2016, this time from the Shokin Bible translation. Transfiguration Sunday, and whilst we're finishing up the last couple of chapters of Genesis on Monday and Tuesday, run from New Year's till now, we're also starting on Ash Wednesday, Wrecking and Remaking Normal, Exodus, 40 chapters in the 40 days of Lent. And so, on this Transfiguration Sunday, you just heard four chapters of Exodus, Slavery in Egypt. The trouble with normal is it always gets worse. That's Bruce Co Coburn. Uh, these first four chapters of Exodus are posted today. Um, the audio comes from a previous tour through the book in 2016. 
Reading from Everett Fox's translation, my comments are a bit updated for 2022. The audio uploaded in a podcast format as well as made accessible by the link below. Perhaps it's more convenient or more easily found and played, or perhaps it's for my own senility, this thing. Is Genesis the prequel to Exodus, or is Exodus the sequel to Genesis? Either way, chapter 1 provides the bridge this Ash Wednesday, acknowledging how Joseph welcomed Israel in Egypt, in Goshen, 70 persons that mattered, and they became many. And yet, how did things go wrong to become slavery? The people thrive and team, that's what Genesis commanded. But there arose a ruler who did not know Joseph, who didn't remember. And out of fear came genocide, and genocide arise resistant midwives. So the genocidal mandate is widened for all the Egyptians to participate in keeping their servants down. What's your social situation? Can you locate yourself in this story of the decline into servitude, the bravery of the midwives resistant, the complicity of those benefiting from the slavery? What role can you play in this? Who else do you recognize? Thursday, it's chapter 2, Moses is born into this peril floated in a little ark, pulled out by Pharaoh's daughter, that's Moshe's name, returned to his own mother as his nurse, and then adopted back by Pharaoh's daughter once he was wound, weaned. Uh, young man Moses, privileged boy, kills a Egyptian overseer then intervenes in a conflict between Hebrews, exposed, threatened, flees to Midian to find refuge with Ruel. Mary's Zipporah, father's Gershom. Meanwhile, God hears the Hebrew cries from slavery. These are elegant, succinct vignettes, each one inviting comparison with your own social location. What role can you play in this story? Who do you recognize playing other roles? Friday, we get the burning bush, theophany. God appears to Moses and summarizes the Exodus plan out of Egypt into the promised land, meanwhile displacing the indigenous peoples and on the way plundering the Egyptians. What's our social location as settlers and treaty people? But where we came from and how we were welcome. What role are we to play in such sagas this time around? Saturday, Moses is equipped, provided with signs of divine mandate and authority. Even miraculous marks aren't enough, and Moses balks and says no to God. God, angry, concedes a role for Aaron as mouthpiece. Moses and Aaron returned to Israel in Egypt. They got a threat for Pharaoh. They predicted his resistance. Zipporah circumcises Gershom on the way, and the people ritually welcome Moses' leadership. 
we're ready to go by the end of these four days, this first week of Lent. Do you recognize the resistance to God or the resistance amongst people? Can you identify it in yourself or point to others' resistances around you? The notes below on the page give you an outline of where we're going for 40 days, but that should sum it up what you've heard and what you're going to hear. 